You mentioned a few times um, about diabetic ketoacidosis. So what exactly is it? Uh, well, it's in a way, it's the uh, it, it is the way that type one patients um, become unwell. Uh, mm. It's a, almost a fine, final common pathway yeah. um, because uh, it's when their insulin levels are relatively lower than they are needed to, to make the patient safe. Mm. Um, the blood sugar levels rise. Um, the the insulin isn't there. Uh, to facilitate the use of glucose as a fuel and mm. so the body looks for an alternative way of making fuel and what it does is it um, typically induces lipolysis uh, to make ketones and these are acidic substances so you've got a situation where there's acidic substances around you've got very high blood sugars um, and you've got um, a diuresis that's from the blood sugars to therefore dehydration. Mm. Patients often develops, often develops uh, abdominal pain and nausea and or vomiting and so then oral intake of fluids is challenged as well. Um, so it's a real uh, patient gets in a bit of a pickle really um, and um, it's profoundly it's... unwell. Absolutely it's potentially a, um, I mean the, the death rate without insulin would be 100% um, mm. but obviously with our proper allocation or proper use of a DKA protocol um, most patients uh, will of course recover uh, death rates are low now but yeah. um, that does rely on, on proper treatment and uh, I've heard that type 1 diabetics get this is that true you know do type, can, can type 2 diabetics get this as well certainly the case that all type 1 patients are at risk of diabetic ketoacidosis um, although we've simplified the discussion today to talk about type 1 diabetes mm. and type 2 diabetes there are cases that seem to sit in between the two types of diabetes and uh, that's an increasingly recognized group um, there are certain groups uh, such as those who develop diabetes relating to antipsychotics mm. or or patients with diabetes from certain racial groups that may be prone to get a, developing dka despite having what looks like type 2 diabetes for for many years yeah. you know um uh, the rule of thumb is that, uh, generally speaking, it's type 1 uh, patients. Uh, and the final thing to mention is there's one, um, there is a, a relatively new um, group of treatments, um, which are the flozins, for instance, dapagliflozin, and those mm. have been described as being associated with um, DKA um, uh, in type 1 anti-act 2 patients. What, and what it, drug is that, sorry? This is a specific type of drug that alters the way that the... Um, kidney handles glucose threshold so okay. um, it lowers the threshold for glucose being excreted in the kidney mm. and therefore you get a increased loss of glucose into the urine and then that brings blood sugar levels down right. so that's the mode of action of the drug but it does seem to be associated with a certain form of diabetic ketoacidosis mm. uh, where blood sugars are actually not particularly high either right. so it can be easy to miss so if you've got a patient on that uh, sort of treatment <laughs> then uh, need to look out well we'll be aware for it if i was uh, if i was alone on the surgical ward then i know you mentioned earlier that um, we'd start the fixed rate uh, insulin regime so is that and I've, I've i've seen sort of hospital protocols that you know say there's certain bags there are certain hours of fluid that you need to give um it's it's, it's a, the, the dk protocol is, is a is a very uh detailed document that mm. i mean the exact nature of it does um it, it comes as a whole if you like mm. um what is true is that you need a fixed rate intravenous insulin you need sugar containing fluid to commence once the blood sugars are dropping mm -hmm. you often need high volumes of normal saline to reverse profound dehydration so those are, that means you're giving two sorts of fluid at once mm -hmm. uh, 
you've got to have a low threshold for adding potassium to those fluids because these patients, whilst they may have high potassium levels to start with, mm. may very quickly develop low potassium levels right. and the patient needs very, very close monitoring. The thing is that uh, these patients need urgent senior medical review mm. and should almost always be managed on the diabetes ward. The exception to that would be if, in addition to their um, diabetes problem they have an acute surgical issue in which case i think the patient should be managed in a in a, a high dependency unit or intensive yeah. care is there a type of diabetes where there's um where there is no ketones involved um is it hhs thing oh yes an acute complication so we again we like to change the name of things and we yeah. used to call this hunk um, and now we call it hhs which is hyperosmolar hyperglycemia um syndrome yeah um Essentially, uh, this is a more complication of type 2 diabetes. It's the, if you like, it's the equivalent of DK, but in type 2 diabetes. Yeah. And generally speaking, ketone levels will either, will either be on the much lower side or, non, um, uh, or non-detectable. And the characteristics are that the patient will have very high um, osmolality um, and will often be um, compromised by this in terms of consciousness, etc., um, but um, glucose levels themselves can be extremely high in these patients, but the mm. priority is to um, reverse dehydration, and often by reversing dehydration, blood sugars start to improve. So the difference between managing DK and HHS is that the initial treatment is very much uh, fluid replacement with HHS, but the similarities are the cornerstone of close monitoring yeah. and early senior involvement. Because mm. if anything, the uh, whilst this is rarer than DK, this is... Um, uh, you are probably even more so although that probably relates into the characteristics of the patients that develop this which can often be quite um frail groups yeah i know you you mentioned sort of the ketones are raised in in dka is there anything else that ketones could be raised in um in which isn't related to diabetes and maybe i should rule that out first um i think well what 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 is the i mean you can get alcohol related um ketosis um I mean, a treatment for ketosis is basically the sugar element of our protocol. Um, And uh, if you've got a a, a non-diabetic ketosis, then uh, treating with dextrose will will often resolve the issue. Mm. You can can have a starvation ketosis or an alcohol-related ketosis, and and that will improve with dextrose. And you mentioned the close monitoring. Is that essentially, you mentioned that you can take... um, capillary ketone measurement is, yeah. that, is that how you so typically it? the places where these patients with dk should be managed are limited to acute care settings as yeah. in mau's and a&e's um higher care settings hdu's and itu's and then diabetes wards and mm. typically they'll have access to blood ketones these days um so that will be a, a ward um monitoring situation of blood sugars and ketones and then the results are partly um going to determine what happens next in terms of the protocol Mm. Um, but alongside that it's important to be measuring uh, bicarbonate um, and uh, potassium levels in particular Mm. um, and indeed often regular full use knees Uh, and we're talking at at first that itself will be an hourly act uh, just to check that potassium levels and and things are stabilizing um, and gradually that can get less frequent. But it is true to say that where these protoc- where the management of DK and HHS falls down is that that monitoring isn't done frequently enough. Yeah. OK, so I think I think we'll, we'll definitely be referring to you then. Um, OK, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Do that urgently. <Yeah. laughs> well, thank you very much um, for informing us about 
managing diabetes on the surgical ward. No problem. Thank you for listening to another podcast brought to you by School of Surgery. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at School of Surgery, on iTunes, on Podomatic at schoolofsurgery.podomatic.com, and finally, by searching School of Surgery on YouTube. Thank you very much, and see you next time.